pillar. Pod. What is up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. I am Jeff. <laughs> Always, it's my uh, fellow co-host, uh, Mr. Vinny. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. A little Thanksgiving break, huh? Oh, yeah. Turkey break. Turkey and break. also with us, as always, on the... Uh, Wild Turkey Long Branch Hotline. We got Brother Pete. Hello. How's it going? Happy Thanksgiving days after. Oh, yeah. Early Christmas season. It is time for Christmas movies and sitcoms episodes. But with us on the other hotline, the uh, Dutch uh, Predator Whiskey Hotline, is Brother Sean. What is up, buttholes? Bungholes. Easy for my bunghole. How was everybody's turkey day? Pete, did you work? Yep. I always work on Thanksgiving. Get that money, right? Yeah. You know. How's hey, how Friendsgiving? I cooked 21 birds this year. Mm-mm-mm. You brine them? No. We don't have, we, we don't have enough... Well, yeah, that's true. You need an ungodly space. Amount of space for that. Um, twenty-one birds, two hundred fifty pounds of mashed potatoes, something like forty pounds of butter. Mm-hmm. Friendsgiving was that good? What's up? Was Friendsgiving good? Yeah, yeah, we had a good time last night. Pretty. Yeah, we yeah I mean, you know. Uh, Friends have kids now, so it was pretty, you know, it wasn't rowdy. I was saying to it was, Sean. I, it was responsible. Yeah, I was saying to Sean how I, I bought, like, a handle of each liquor, and nobody touched them. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people drink beer. I, I passed around some glasses of scotch towards the end. Uh, a couple of us took uh, a few shots of Jepson's Malort, uh, the Chicago uh, spirit of that tastes like bile. Um, and that was only upon request because uh, our friend Dylan saw that I had a bottle. So uh, procured by the great Richard Sastry, ah. who lives lives in Chicago. But yeah, no, we had a good time. Um, pretty low key. Uh, you know, I didn't as host. You know, I wasn't. You know, I I didn't drink a whole lot because I was just doing the post thing and then I poured myself a large cocktail and promptly fell asleep and woke up to it that, with the ice melted. That'll happen. I hate when that happens. Um, but I put it in the fridge and I'm going to drink it later. Nice. Alright. So we dive into some episode beers slash beverages. Sean, yes, are, you back, are you back on the beer now that the uh, marathon's done? Uh, yeah, man. Nice. I mean, I, I will say I had a few beers before the marathon, but I was like pretty low key with them. Like the uh, morning of? No, I had one during. <laughs> I had one during actually. I think I had a natty light at mile like 
22. Okay, good on you. The uh, the guys in Maniunk were out partying and serving beers to runners, and it was like a Dixie cup size, but yeah, yeah, a little, little mid race beer, mid race beer. Were other people actually going for them? Uh, I ran with one of my buddies, and he oh, had boy. one, and there, there was definitely people grabbing them. All right, cool. I like that. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. What are you enjoying this evening? Uh, I've got a collaboration beer that I'm a little bit excited to try. Uh, it's from Double Nickel, but it's in collaboration with Source Farmer, Farmhouse Brewery, Urban Village, Cape May, and Tonewood. So a bunch of the big Jersey craft beers. Uh, it's called Friendsgiving. It's a hazy. It's 7%. And let's see, it's Idaho 7, Azaka, and Citra Hops. Cool can art as double nickel usually usually has. Nice. And it's just what you'd expect. It's good. It's a 2022 charity here they did. Uh, all proceeds going to charity, so good on them. Word. Yeah, I like double nickel. Yeah, Pensacola, New Jersey. Pete, what do you got? Um, so we were graced. Uh, yesterday with um, a 24-pack of mixed beers from Human Robot. Oh. Our buddy who is a brewer there came and hung out and um, yeah, hooked us up with like a shitload of beers and I'm drinking the Hallertau Pils, German-style Pilsner, which I had on tap there a few weeks ago. And it's fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a great gift. Yeah, Dylan's a good guy. He's uh, our friend Jenny's boyfriend, and uh, you know he joined our crew in doing that, and he's just a really awesome, friendly dude. Shout out Dylan. Shout out Human Robot. Yeah, you know, for I sure. I haven't that a bunch on here, but can't really speak highly enough about him and and what they do as a brewery. Yep. Nice. I drank a couple of those this afternoon. Are they open on Tuesdays? I'm not sure. Well, they are. Maybe we'll end up there on uh, our trip on Tuesday. I got a uh, Drecker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, one of my favorite breweries of late. This is uh, Synaptic Cleft Double IPA. Really awesome can art as always. Really like um, loud colors, cool uh, like skeleton Grim Reaper with an upside down cross on his on his head. Pretty dope. Tons of hops, and then it's uh, malted with wheat and oat, so it's probably going to be very soft and pillowy. Oh yeah, good stuff as always. They never let me down. And Drecker is like one of those. They do two styles, like just supremely good. And they do their IPAs and their sours are off the hook. All right. What's everybody been uh, watching, getting into? Jeff, did you crack um, into that stack yet? Not here. Pete, what you got? Yeah, well, sorry. I'm eating food. Dinner. 
We'll swing back to you. Pete, what do you have? Yeah, come back to me. Um, so I watched the first episode. I know Vinny had said he started watching it. I watched the first episode of The Midnight Society. Right? Is that what uh, Midnight Club. Midnight Club. Um, which was good. I was kind of like doing some stuff at the time when I was watching it, so I wasn't like fully, but I enjoyed it. I might rewatch like the second half of it before I watch the second episode. It really um, uh, gears up. I mean, Flanagan, like we always talk about him, but oh yeah, he's just elite, and yeah, you can see his signatures like all all over the episodes, and it's just very different. It's such heavy heavy material going on like outside of the horror stuff uh, right. but the way they work the anthology piece in is, is pretty cool um, and then the other thing that I watched just the first episode of was Wednesday the Adams Family spinoff on Netflix and I thought it was pretty good I think that I mean it's like it's geared towards um, it's TV 14 so it's geared towards like young adults and into you know whoever else wants to watch it um so i thought i thought it so far just what having watched the first episode i think i like where they're going with it it's kind of like gonna be like a mystery style like she's gonna kind of try and figure out something that's going on in the town where the school that she's going is um the only thing and this has kind of always been something that has bothered me about the wednesday character and it's not the show, but it's like, as soon as now the show has started, people are just like talking about, oh, like Jenna Ortega is so hot and all this stuff. I'm like, she looks like she's 12. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of always bothered me how like that character who's supposed to be like a young girl is like sexualized in society. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's kind of messed up. But, but when, I don't need to get when, into when, when, when we were kids, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we were kids because we're because because Christina Ricci's older than us. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that makes more sense. But but yeah, isn't Jenna Ortega like nineteen? She's like yeah, she's like nineteen or twenty. Um, and she and and to her credit, I mean, she's a great actress, and she she's like a young and upcoming scream queen. I mean, she's she's in Scream. She's gonna be in the Scream sequel. She was in um, X. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, so she's like, you know, she's with it, and and she was also, oh, she was also in um, uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, Six Studio Six Six Six. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. she had a quick um, cameo in that. So yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, I think she's awesome. It's more just like I think it's weird. I mean, I, th- I, I, I guess it's also like a thing now, like I'm in my thirties, and it's like, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Don't need to get into People it. People our age to be commenting on it is weird. Yeah. But anyway, the show's good. Check it out. Yeah, um, it's on my list. There's there's a lot of shows going on right now. Yeah, I think I'm I'm behind on some stuff, but I'm I'm preparing to hopefully catch up on it. So those are just the two quick things that I started. I'm going to start. Uh, there's a there's a guy at work that keeps telling me to watch it and. I heard it on another horror podcast, uh, that 1899 on Netflix. I did hear that. Actually, a coworker told me that. Yeah. The premise is like right up my alley with the whole, you know, there's a ship and they hear a distress signal and they go to check it out. And there's the, the other ship that they that's in distress is all abandoned and there's only one passenger. 
But uh, I guess it gets very, very trippy, um, Lovecraftian, weird. So we'll see. But people are talking about it. And it sounds like it's my wheelhouse, so I'm going to watch that. Sweet. I'll be able to watch more stuff when I stop binging Peaky Blinders. I can't stop watching that fucking show. Oh, yeah, I need to finish it. I didn't. Well, I haven't watched the last season yet. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on five. So good. I, I need to get back into that show, too, because I really liked it. But Gia and I were at, like, different points. And then we're like, oh, we'll watch it together. And then you just kind of, like, fall out and never do it. Pete, I'll try to remember to talk to you about it when we go off air. But I had a similar reaction and experience to a part that I called you in during uh, Boardwalk Empire. I oh, yeah. completely freaked out. Uh, and Steph doesn't watch the show, so she just had to witness me yelling at the TV. Um, but anyway. Uh, I was going to shout out a couple of graphic novels that I just finished that are in the horror subgenre. Uh, and actually, I just realized tonight, I don't know how I didn't catch it before, same author. Um, but different, different uh, common publishers. One was DC and the other was Vault. Uh, so one was called the department of truth and the first volume is very much just like an introduction, a long introduction to what it's going to be, but it's, uh, so there's a, a shadow department of the government that handles keeping conspiracy theories as conspiracy theories, because the premise is if something is talked about as a truth in the community and population, it becomes a truth. So there's this department that has to keep keep people from believing conspiracy theories or uh, you know, making them become true. It's it, it's hard to tell where it's going to go in the first volume, but it was the artwork was super cool and they dive into like a lot of the mainstream conspiracy theories in the first one. So I'm excited to see where that goes. There's like four volumes total. Uh the second one I liked even more. It's called The Nice House on the Lake. And it is a dark, trippy story. Like, these people uh, get invited to a, like a beautiful lake house, that like mansion, that has everything you would need um, for a vacation. They get invited by their friend, and it's like a group of all of his friends throughout life. So his high school friends, his college friends, uh, and then he calls them his New York friends. And, but it's like, it's essentially his like adult work friends. And they're all in this house for what they think is vacation. And then like day two being there, they realize the world around them essentially ends like in a violent, horrific way. And they're the only survivors and they were brought there to be the survivors and like live out their lives at this lake house unaffected by everything else that's going on in the world. And they're trying to figure out why they were chosen. And it gets into like aliens. It's, it's wild. Um, it's brand new. The volume two isn't even out yet. It comes out March. I loved it. It was crazy read. You got a uh, graphic novel store or a comic store you usually go to or. Uh, yeah, it's a little store called amazon.com. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I have purchased a uh, a pretty comic or two from them. Yeah, it it sucks. There's like no good 
comic stores anymore. I discovered when I moved out here to Pottstown, I discovered one that was, that was like less than 10 minutes down the road. But it's like very much centered around kids and mainstream Marvel. Uh, they don't have any like, you know, different stuff. Yeah, bring your uh, bring your credit card on Tuesday. Maybe we could stop by Fat Jack's. That's a pretty good spot that I like to go to. Okay. Yes, I do want to get. Uh, yeah, there's a few other ones on my list I want to get. Jeff, still dining. I am done. How's that Thank stack you treating you? You've been. You've been. Oh my god. You've been buying, sir. I've been jealous. I know. I just keep buying more. I suck. I just had to take advantage of the Criterion and Arrow 50% off sale just because, like, I was like, oh, I already bought some Criterion stuff, but now I want more. Um, you might have to go to a I basically, I know. I watched Death, finally, which is great. Uh, four stars on out of five, okay. if I may say. Um, but that's it. I haven't <laughs> made a debt yet. Even in the previous stack? No, oh, that's man. it. Just, um, it was brought to my attention that I have another copy of Wild Zero that was recently unearthed. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of sitting in a box, apparently, with a note on it that said, you got to watch this, it's crazy. And it was Wild Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You just gotta buy a bunch of food and weed and just lock yourself in. I think that's the winter plan. Like yeah. after Christmas, like I'm just gonna be a hermit. I dig but it. I also picked up um, uh, Bloodstick Psychosis, which is a movie that uh, a mutual friend named Bruce Longo uh, made. He's a, he's a Lancaster guy. He's a, he's a Philly guy. He just relocated to Lancaster. But, um, I picked that up at the old Q-Mart mom and pop store. So looking forward to watching that. It's like a 90s straight to VHS filmed on camcorder kind of thing. So it'd be fun. You're going to love the uh, special features on that Blood Rage disc. Yeah, I'm pretty hype. I uh, I only bought it because I was always watching it via uh, Shutter and the Joe Bob episode, but they took it down. So I was like, "What the hell? Might as well buy it, fifty percent off." Oh, uh, you haven't seen it before? No, I've seen it. Oh, okay, saying, well, yeah, I usually so watch it with the commentary. The commentary was so good. I'll have to. Did they play that one of the nights of Camp Blood? They did. I thought so. Well, that's it. I, don't remember. I don't remember if we stayed up for that or not, but I do remember them playing it. Uh, quick little music topic. Uh, social media related, which isn't usually our thing, I don't think. But it's been uh, getting a lot of talk. Uh, last couple of days, Spotify has a thing going around where it uh, uses an algorithm to look at the music you recently listened to and long-term listened to and puts together a massive like three-day festival based on your listening. And it's pretty hilarious how it all comes together. Accurate, uh, but the mix is just 
pretty funny. And I already said I would throw, like for my personal one, I would throw my life savings at going to this festival. Pete, you were saying yours was pretty pretty good? Yeah, are we get, are we going over them? Well, not the whole thing. I was just going to say my headliners and co-headliners. Yeah, go for it. All right, so day one, I have Cancer Slug headlining. Oh. With, oh, damn it, my screen closed. <laughs> with the co-headliners of Rock Bottom, uh, System of a Down, and Chevelle. Oh. Weird. Didn't know you were a big Chevelle fan. I do like Chevelle. I do. Gotta say. Day two is fire. I got Coheed headlining with Black Dahlia, CKY, and Despise Icon co-headlining. <laughs> wow. Uh, day three, I got Allison Chains headlining with... What, damn, my screen. Uh, Cannibal Corpse, Rose Funeral, and Blink-182. That's an interesting lineup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mine, um... Are you guys looking at six months or four weeks? I did six months. Oh, I didn't have it. Did it give me a choice? Yeah, it's uh, four weeks, six months, all time. Six um, months seems like Mine's different. four weeks. I can't imagine six months would be that different. Mine's not. Mine's not changing. Oh, because weird. because my four weeks and six months is literally the same. <laughs> um, and all time, it's literally the same bands, just like kind of switched on. A different days. order, yes, that's mine. My all time switched. Um, I had WWE headlining for one of the days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, what I got here, I, I'm going. This is my sixth. I'll, I'll go with so uh first day headliner coheed support from the wonder years menzingers rock bottom black sabbath turbo negro and lady gaga <laughs> um second day headliner taylor swift uh the bomb pops against me salem blink 182 and iron chic and the third day headliner alkaline trio support from afi spirit box ale storm and every time i die nice <laughs> yeah so my first day i got every time i die headlining support from death cab for cutie choir boy and tiger's jaw that'd be a good day for me <laughs> yeah uh day you, you can you can chill out and then <laughs> yeah. go nuts uh, AFI's headlining day two with Bayside, Rock Bottom, and Orville Peck supporting. That'd be fun. And Alkaline Trios uh, day three with Cave In, Power Trip, and Boys Night Out. Got a, uh -huh, a couple yeah. of reunions. A couple of reunions in there. Yeah. Rock Bottom made all three of our uh, our festivals. Yep. Jeff, did you do one? No, I don't even know how you did that. So. No, I'll show you later. It's fun to look at. All right, should we get into our uh, tonight's subject matter here? We got a war games. A war games. 
Oh, mm -hmm. war, war games. So we are doing the <laughs> top 10, uh, what were we calling it? Post, uh, gunpowder? Yeah. Post gunpowder modern, war movies, yeah. modern war movies. And then we'll do a separate episode that, uh, Pete titled, what was it again, Pete? It was good. Um, arrows, axes, and swords, oh my. Yeah. So that'll be coming, I'll <laughs> be coming in the future. But, uh. Today we're going with guns and muskets. Alright. So it's and bayonets. So it's top ten. So that'll be the the usual order quantity over quality. Getting the bottom two. Uh Pete still holds the money in the bank. So kind of the loser of trivia gets no real benefit. And then if you choose, you can get the number one overall pick as your perk based on trivia. Yes, are, are we ready for? You got some trivia fired up. I do. You got movie right. trivia or just straight up like military history? No, I'm keeping it movie. <laughs> well, no, maybe I'll swing one in there if I need to. Um, in the movie Apocalypse Now. What is Dennis Hopper's character's name? Uh, I can't remember his name. I won't be able to get that one. I'll give you a hint. It's his occupation. Lieutenant? No. Yeah. Like, that's it? He doesn't go... Wait, who did you say? Dennis Hopper. Oh, uh, Colonel... Captain? Kurt? No. Kurt? No. Photojournalist. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not in the army. Oh, he's no. on Marlon oh, yeah. Brando's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. God, this is going to be a doozy of a list if you guys don't know simple ones like that. That wasn't that simple. <laughs> that's, that's obscure. All right. Um, this one actually is simple in saving private ryan why were they trying to save private ryan because all three brothers, brothers died. Killed. who was that? i don't even know who that was who said that <laughs> definitely pete was it pete all right peter your, your choice i'll take the four i'll take the quantity Uh, what did I say that was? Hold on. Sorry. Six and three. All right. <clears throat> Let me try and throw another super easy one out there. Um. Sorry. I only had two that I really thought of. But I thought you guys would get the Dennis Hopper one. Okay. Um, in Full Metal Jacket, what is the war they go to? Vietnam. Vietnam. Okay. That's funny. Vietnam. What do you want there, Vinny? Uh, well, I mean, 
I think we're gonna agree. I'll go number number one. Whatever. We'll take the one. Yeah. One, four, and seven for you. Good on you. That leaves you, Sean. Yeah. You're gonna have to answer this trivia question, or I'm kicking you off the show. Oh, high stakes. <laughs> yeah. Why does he need to answer trivia? Why? I'm on a roll here. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I need to, I need to decide what my first pick is. Yeah. I don't know, man. Every time I get you with like a a one I'm really proud of, nobody ever knows the answer. That was a tough one. I don't know the last time I watched Apocalypse. Wait, so what was his name? I was getting that. His name is Photojournalist. He doesn't have a name in the movie. It's just oh. Photojournalist. Well, you should have said what was he credited as. It did. Well, not like that. I sold it, though, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, zero, zero percent chance of getting that. He <clears throat> was credited as photojournalist. That'd be a weird name. I guess that's not on anyone's list, huh? If you didn't watch it. No, it could be on the list. Oh, it's on the list. But uh, I did a paper in high school on that movie. Really? The Redux way too long. Oh, too great. much. Too much. That whole like, like four and a half hours. The yeah. whole Playboy bunny thing. Oh, it's just such a waste of film. <laughs> the um, you know the the famous line is cliche at this point, but that Robert Duvall performance. It's brief, but it is so good. Yeah, I mean, Robert, well, has he ever done anything bad? Nope. You talk about De Niro? De Niro? Yeah, De Niro, when he says, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. That's not De Niro, that's Robert Duvall. I thought it was De Niro. No, no it's too, that'd be cool, though. Well, De Niro is the one that like is all about surfing and shit, right? No, that's Duvall. Is it? Have you seen the movie? Yeah, Zidane's <laughs> definitely in it. No, he's not. What? No. What the hell am I thinking? About I have no taxi driver. But <laughs> well, I don't think I'm thinking about taxi driver. <laughs> Too short. Very short. positive. What <laughs> oh, is Duval? I don't know what the hell I'm on. Yeah, he's like, right. he's, um, okay. I don't know why in my head it's De Niro, but you're right, it is the ball. I mean, it'd be cool to re-shoot that scene with De Niro. <laughs> De Niro was in Deer Hunter. Yeah, maybe I'm mixing stuff up, yeah. There's Hopper's in that, too, isn't it? Yeah, walking. Damn, I'm all messed up. <laughs> yeah, that one's walking. Yeah. I'm all disjointed with your war movies. There's honestly too many to put on this list, so 10 is going to be tough. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, all right, Pete has given me this pick. And at number 10, 2001, Enemy at the Gates. Ah, interesting. I didn't even think oh, of this it was a good, um, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not a top fiver. But I, I actually watched it for the first time for this list, and um, I really enjoyed it because it's got 
it, it focuses specifically on one thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a, basically a long cat and mouse game, which I really enjoy in the in the in this scenario. I'm not really sure if this is based on a true story. I kind of feel like it is, but you have um, um, Russian soldier played by uh, Jude Law who uh, is trained basically and it, and it kind of gives it so it's um, it focuses on like the um, Russians in World War II um, which it, it, there's just so much like they were so under armed like that like there's literally a scene where like they can only hand out one gun for every two people and so they're like, you know, if the person and you run behind the guy, like kind of just like squatted down, and then if that guy gets shot, you pick up the gun. That's literally what they tell them to do. Yeah, and just like so messed up. Battle of Stalingrad. Um, uh, yeah, and they. Um, so it's the movie starts with Jude Law being trained um, to like shoot a wolf by his uh, his uncle, and uh, when he's really young, and then. Um, find themselves in the scenario in Stalingrad where the Germans have basically like destroyed the city and killed all the Russians and um, he uh, he's laying down and the guy played by um, shit what's his name it's one of the Fines brothers but it's not the it's uh, Joseph Fines and um, he can't he doesn't he doesn't have his glasses are broken he can't really see and so and there's like they see these German officers and uh, they, Jude Law's like smites them all, like all while, uh, um, yeah, it's a, like he waits, he waits for an explosion and he snipes them each one at a time. Sniper V, becomes, like, Sniper V, Sniper movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets, so he gets like, uh, pray, all this praise and his picture gets put in the newspaper and then, then he becomes a target from, for the Germans. And it, so it's basically him versus, um, Ed Harris, who plays the German sniper. Um, so yeah, it's a fun back and forth cat and mouse uh, kind of movie, and uh, shows a unique viewpoint. You know, it's, there's it's not it's not Americans. You know, it's Russians at war with the with the Germans. Um, so Benny, you like this movie, right? Yeah, this, this is a good one. Um... And I, I love uh, sniper stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but the, the whole cat and mouse thing and the way it ends was pretty intense, too. Mm-hmm. The only... Uh, and then uh, Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris. Also, I didn't realize yeah. that Ron Perlman was in this. Is this a... Must be a really small role, right? Yeah, he's he's like the, he's like the, the other sniper that shoots with Jude Law. And it's like a really dramatic, like, um, the German has knows exactly where they are, and they have to hop across this, um, like, a blown out ledge to another ledge that's exposed, 